0: welcome to the winged wheel podcast here to talk all things hockey are your hosts brad crisco ryan Hanna, and evan lobsinger
1: all right i'm actually legitimately too physically tired to be angry anymore i can't bring myself to come on and get mad about the same thing and then expect that my yelling or inane rambling or as someone described it crying like a baby about it is going to change anything in the world i can't do it i can't just come on here and and vent because the venting does nothing like you guys are great you're my friends and all that but it's not cathartic talking to you because i know you just think the same thing so it's just a stupid echo chamber we've been promised news about the draft and the lottery good or bad for what is this the third consecutive week yes it feels like three months it's probably been like five days in reality oh yeah no matter what one way or the other it's happening this week the nhl is guaranteed going to make a decision by you know x day the nhl has to decide by this day one way or the other otherwise it's not feasible it's currently may 50 52nd and we have no news none Except for the impending bad news, but they won't even give us the, the grace of allowing us to be upset and get over that before the draft. It's stupid. This is stupid. It's all stupid.
2: 2020
1: has been the worst
2: decade ever.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Can't wait to see what June has in store.
2: We're never going to get there. You, you think we're making it to June,
0: Evan? I hope That's not. optimistic. That means I'll die before I turn 30. Uh <laughs> Sweet live fast release. die
2: young leave a beautiful corpse
1: <laughs> i already got one of those back look at this hair man i'm not leaving a man, beautiful anything
0: let me tell you my hats I start, don't fit anymore
1: no i gotta start wearing masks
2: full-time in a couple days so i don't think this has more than a few days left to live
1: oh man i am just it's it, like we have nothing to complain about relatively speaking we're healthy we're safe we're more or less happy, you know. Say for now. We're Speak we're employed for damn We're employed, and uh, Brad, you've li- you've already lived your full like fifty eight or <laughs> eighty two years or whatever you are. Um, we have nothing to complain about. But in terms of like, this just sucks for. It sucks as a hockey fan. It sucks as a Red w- oh Boy, does it suck as a Red Wings fan. It sucks for us. I'm going to be petty here. It sucks for us. What do we do? When's the off season? Never now. Who knows? We can't just turn off draft content. If the draft hasn't happened, when do we do the off season? When do the Red Wings play again? December, 2025. What's going on? are we really going to like, just drag this out and wait and wait and wait. And the NHL is going to like pull away from a, a logical decision. And all of a sudden the Red Wings are drafting fourth, which isn't going to happen until October. So we can pick Marco Rossi and then just you know, do this all over again. Like, how, I'm losing
2: my mind. Uh, I, I have an idea. Um, branching off what uh I, what Adam tweeted at me earlier. I've got I've got a better idea. I like his idea of the Red Wings play the other 30 teams as the round robin leading into the playoffs. If the Red Wings beat you, you are automatically disqualified from the playoffs. And if the Red Wings win ten out of those thirty games, they automatically
1: get first overall. So everybody has something to play for. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they automatically make the playoffs. And I was like, I don't want anything to do with that. No, but we're playing for first overall.
2: We just have to win 10 games, which is going to be tricky because we only play Montreal once.
0: <laughs> that joke will never am, get old.
1: <laughs> I am down for a Madison Bowie overtime game winner for the 10th win on the 30th game. Just to just explode everyone's brains, including mine.
2: What would be the best team for that to happen against? For Bowie to give us first overall and
1: to eliminate X team from the playoffs, Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. oh yeah, Boston, Toronto, just because of the season storyline. <laughs> you know, eight years ago when the Mantha incident happened, was that? I'm mad. I'm mad that coronavirus took away the uh, revenge game from us. We have that. We still have next season, maybe. Oh, God, who cares? Next season? Who's going to be here next season? You know. <laughs> I've lost it. I've lost it. I, that's it. I, I've, I've, I'm gone. Welcome to the Winged Wheel Podcast. I'm Ryan Hanna. I'm Brad Crisco.
0: And I'm Evan.
1: Evan, you went golfing? Oh, I did. You went socially distant golfing?
0: Oh, there's no social distancing out there. It's, let's not tell anyone. No? Oh, God, no. They ha- they have some stuff like, um, where I played what day? Was today Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. The place I played yesterday, um, They were doing one person per cart, which was good, but they had like a little, so instead of like playing with elevated tees or having like a mechanism to pop the ball out, they basically just took like a piece of PVC pipe that would fit inside the hole and then put the stick over it. And so your ball would fall into the hole, but it would only be like halfway down. So you're still sticking your hand in. So I'm not sure how that one really passed the rules.
2: I mean, it's not hard to grab the ball out of the hole with minimal contact on the edges of the hole. Of all the things that could go wrong at a golf course, that would be very low on my list of concerns. I'd be more concerned with the dude who had my cart before me.
0: So, I know at Whistlebear they were saying they had health professionals come in and kind of like make like a heat map of where the most contact with like humans could have. And it was certain parts on the cart certain parts on the course and like ball washers so they got rid of all the ball washers all the garbage cans they have like this weird backpack thing where they spray the carts down uh with like some sort of sanitation fluid um so it's
2: actually gasoline and then they just burn the carts after
0: pretty much yeah so uh the one course is known for not really kind of being the wild west so i wasn't really that surprised and of course it was in terrible shape but it was just great to be out there and then today it was like i was playing in a hurricane um but it was a lot better there they had like one of the mechanisms that pops the ball out so you just need to use your putter to get the ball out of the hole um but my back i feel like an 85 year old man i can't move. tiger woods i can't move yeah i feel like tiger woods just not nearly as good
1: well, that's your physical punishment for um, for daring to go golfing.
0: Yeah, it was fantastic.
1: I almost went because um, the – well, I asked you, and you're like, yeah, they're going to be super stringent about social distancing. I'm like, yeah, hey, well, you know, if it's going to be good. But then I, I had a ton of – we did a bunch of yard work. We're trying to get seed to grow in ground. That's almost definitely infertile. I spent a good amount of time, like, properly – seed, like, turning over the dirt, seeding it, raking it, like, another layer of seed, cover with topsoil again – flattening it out what does abby do rips straight through it classic the, the dickhead dog she's such yep. an asshole and it probably won't work because i've done that to my
2: front lawn about three times now and it lasts for about at least where my neighborhood where everything is toxic it lasts for like two months
1: yeah yeah you just kinda, you have to be so careful with it i told mel was like super hopeful she doesn't do a lot of yard work so she's like I, i'm so excited to have grass i'm like oh please temper your expectations this is not going to be a pretty sight <laughs> for a long time We're going to have to do this over quite a
2: bit. This is why I hate lawns. Lawns are the biggest waste of time and money in modern society.
1: Yeah. You and Mel say the same things. Well, I told told you what
2: I'm doing in my backyard. I'm basically
1: ripping out half the grass, actually by square footage, probably more than half of it. Um, All right. On this episode of the Winged Wheel podcast, we are going to yell, I mean, discuss about the June draft. Uh, We're going to talk about the return to play proposal that has uh, gained a little bit more steam and then uh, do our draft profile on, oh, I guess I'll save it as a surprise before heading into overtime. You're not saving it. You already forgot who it is. Shut shut up, Brad. (laughs) I forgot too.
0: Are
1: you a cop? God, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so what? I forgot to type the name in my notes. Maybe I'll remember by the time we get there. We'll see. Um, did I tell you guys that I I bought another jersey? Oh, God. What one this time? You're buying all these jerseys, but you could have had a Super Deeker. You did this to yourself, Ryan. Uh, well, these two jerseys cost me like 140 bucks total. There, you one, there. one was a uh, Centennial Classic, which I told you guys about. And another was... Oh shoot! Winter Classic, blank Winter Classic, blank uh, Toronto Detroit Big House Winter Classic, I believe. I actually forget. That's really bad. That's so bad. Someone take away my wallet. So like my Zetterberg that's on the wall right behind you. Yeah. Yeah. I like how I just took your guys' or your jerseys, Brad. Like some of yours, some of mine, and then no one ever gets to touch them again. Yep. Um, Okay. The June draft. The last time we talked. This is gonna sound like deja vu. News was promised. Did news come? No. We are not adjusting dates of this podcast for to hold up for June draft news anymore, and that's certainly gonna bite us in the ass. But I'm I'm just tired of the whole, whoa, whoa, like, yeah, the June draft is happening this day, or it's definitely going to. Um, the news is going to come out this day, etc., etc. That's not. Very clearly, no one knows what's going on. And very clearly, there's not a lot of motion being done on this. And very clearly, it's not even first priority. First priority here has to be the playoffs, because that's all anyone's discussing, which makes sense, I suppose. But just then announce that this early June draft with adjusted rules isn't happening. Does it change anything in the world? No. Frick, would it change how we discuss things on this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Does it matter to Red Wings fans, Senators fans? Any other team in the draft lottery? Yeah, they care. They care a lot. Like, just I think the NHL is watching this. I completely understand, and a lot of this is going to be like old news because I've screamed it at you before. But any GM of any team in the league that is affected negatively by the change in the rules has a responsibility to their organization to argue against the early June draft. Plain and simple. We, we, as Red Wings fans, can't expect you know uh, Chicago fans to sit there or Chicago GM to sit there and say, oh, yeah, no, this is fair and equitable. Uh, we like this for the Red Wings, and we want this to go forward. No. Even if they are going to get a playoff spot in this expanded 2014 playoff, they still have to fight for an increased odds at winning first overall. It is their responsibility to do that. It is Gary Bettman's and Bill Daly's responsibility to tell them to kick rocks, shove it. You don't get to have it both ways. And this needs to happen because people are losing interest again in the league. Think of how much more engagement we got the moment this early June draft became a remote possibility. Everyone was pumped. We were happy. I had hope in the world. I saw sunshine for the first time in 12 days, and it's all gone away again. They're losing an opportunity that they could have capitalized on, and they had a proof of concept with the NFL. They were their test dummies, even. You fix what the NFL did wrong with their online draft, and you do better, bam. You have NHL fans uh, happy and engaged again. You probably have new sports fans, honestly. You have new NHL fans. You have the most people watching the draft that you've ever had watching the draft, and they're squandering it. They're letting it all go away. I I mean, as much as I'm pushing for a a June draft
2: and a revised lottery system as a Wings fan, I, I, I think they've missed their window now. Because if uh, what's been reported is true that from when this is conceptualized to reality, teams need at least a month to prepare. If they announce it tomorrow, we're looking at June 18th, the world by and large is opening up on Tuesday. I I know here in Ontario, like life shouldn't be getting back to normal on Tuesday, but based on most regulations, it is. So what's that going to look like a month from then? Uh, probably further down the line a lot more sick people but still people back at work people in comas unable to watch the draft uh people d- distracted because again who knows maybe baseball's back by then maybe spring training's open maybe i don't know what like the nba could be back who knows um i i think the the benefit Well, we've talked about this, but the biggest benefit of the NFL draft was at the time of the NFL draft, the entire world was on lockdown. So only true essential workers uh, were outside of their house, almost literally. And what's that? 10% of the world. So you had 90% of the population, give or take, bored off their ass begging for any content. And the NFL gave it to him. It was like, here's a three-day event. It's a draft. We're going to drag it out. We're going to make it entertaining as best we can from uh, Roger Goodell's basement. And they did it. And it went well. And their ratings were phenomenal. The NHL won't have that luxury now. There's still a lot of places on lockdown and a lot of parts of the world on lockdown. So if the NHL would have went June 5th, as they thought, uh, they might still get a good chunk of the world on lockdown. And definitely no competition from other sports at that point. That's gone now. I, I, I think it would take a wave two to hit a lot harder and faster than we think for the NHL to truly see a huge benefit from this. So, which again, we obviously don't want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm, everything I just said from for a Red Wings fan is bad, because that means in my head there's no point in doing a June draft now. You. If, if you put the draft in October or November, yeah, it's getting blanked out by, overlapped by MLB, NBA, NFL, God knows what else. Doesn't matter now because it's not going to garner that huge influx of revenue you thought it would during a quarantine because the quarantine's over. You missed it. If they still want to do it, I'm not going to argue against it, hell. I'm a Red Wings fan. Let's let's go. I I want this content in my life because this is what we do and I don't we're not going to probably see another Red Wings game till December. So, I mean, our only content now is the draft lottery and the draft. That as a Red Wings fan is our content until December because we're not doing anything in free agency. So, what are what are we looking forward to as Red Wings fans? I like I I joke uh, like, we always joke about how, like, we're just a bunch of idiots talking to a microphone when we get tweets from people. Hey, guys, really appreciate the content. You know, it's getting me through this quarantine. We're it for Red Wings fans until October if they don't do a June draft. It
0: <laughs> We're it. Yikes. We're that the is, last bastion of hope. It's It's horrifying.
2: Like, cause we, oh, I was, I, I was just more. thinking the other day. When do we go down to one, back down to one episode a week? I don't, well, think, I don't think we can because there's going about- to be no Red Wings content if the draft doesn't happen in June. We have nothing until the fall. Nothing. We're all hockey fans. I'm sure we will pay attention to the playoffs, the Stanley Cup. I'll watch as many games as I can, but it's not the same. It's not my team. Sure, I will be entertained as hell to watch Boston beat out Toronto again somehow, but it's not the same. And I want to follow and consume all the content imaginable for my favorite team. I do it with the
1: Blue Jays. I do it with the Bills. I do it with the Red Wings. There's nothing for the Red Wings. I was talking to Max about this. Poor Max. Like, he writes. (laughs) He's the beat writer for the Red Wings for the Athletic. Like... (laughs) what like what is what are we supposed to do this is going to be the hardest off season we've had since our first offseason as a podcast
2: we're gonna need a serious level of creativity in terms of because i was even going to joke with you as you were starting with the episode about like i feel like this is the fifth time we're recording this episode it is nothing's it is. changing that's on the nhl and and our our content about it is our gripe with the NHL about making us repeat the same episodes over and over
1: again. But it's, oh, I just. The definition of insanity is expecting a spot in a 2014 playoff and still demanding your four and a half percent chance at winning for us overall. <laughs> I
0: think we're in an abusive relationship. We are. A hundred percent we are.
1: Look, every other team, the the other 30 teams or 28 teams or whatever other teams have ground to stand on are like, the Red Wings suck. And we're like, yeah, we do. Like the, the previous the GM and administration made a lot of poor decisions over the last five years and we're stuck now. And they're like, oh, the Red Wings suck, though. And we're like, yeah, I mean, we, we've lost in the draft lottery three years in a row now. So we, we don't really have a superstar to be picking. Like the best player we have is from like a, a, a late or mid to mid late round first or first round pick. And they're like, the Red Wings suck. And we're like, okay, well, we, maybe we'll get first overall pick in this draft. It seems like the rules are giving us a coin flip. They're like, no, no, that's not fair. You can't have that. And then the is like, yeah, sorry, you guys can't have that. And then they're like, hey, the Red Wings suck. <laughs> like, what do you want? What do you want? Siri? What happened here? How do I break Stockholm syndrome? <laughs> I'm losing it. I'm losing it. One of my good friends is a Sens fan. And we're just like every day just messaging each other back and forth like, it's 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 nuts it is absolutely nutso that the teams in the lower end of like the draft lottery odds have so much pull and again i don't think they're wrong from their point of view for advocating for what they advocate for and if you want to put it on a a scale and remove all bias from if this was a hockey podcast purely and not red wings focused yeah for sure they're right for sure but still How do they have so much pull and how does a 3.5% chance at Alexi Lafreniere have so much sway over something that has so much innate benefit to the league and the sport? Even more benefit to the Red Wings, of course, and the Senators, of course, but so much benefit to the sport and we're holding it up for this nitty 2.5%. Brad, I, I know I've told you this before in a different context, but I now understand your your logic as to why you hated the 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 little anal nitty gritty um, offside rules, like oh he was a quarter of a millimeter. Really, we're arguing over the team that's losing a one and a half percent chance at Alexa, Like at first overall, is that what we're doing? The world is ending, bro. It wasn't There's even, nothing left. They were losing their and and we
2: got to go one step further for how asinine this was because the NHL's proposal to go back to the old style. Didn't mean a team in seventeenth place couldn't win the draft lottery. It just meant they would only move up four, like what was it four or five spots? So if you were thirteenth pick, congratulations, you're picking eight now. I mean,
1: you still won something. <laughs> it means a team, the the fifteenth team in the lottery, was gonna if they won, they would still get to draft like a Cole Perfetti or an Anton Lindell, which is amazing for them. That's huge. That's a huge benefit. Yeah, so uh,
2: I. this is why I hate it. Now, again, we're biased on this subject. It was not a good system to go back to the old system. It was great for us. I'm going to repeat this every episode, and I'm hoping it still comes. But it was dumb. The odds of a team in a 2014 playoff winning the draft lottery and the Stanley Cup are a fraction of a percent. There was no reason if the NHL wanted to capitalize on a June uh, 5th draft, couldn't have just run the current draft lottery system and then just went ahead with it. A fraction of a percent is what started this all. And don't again, I'm not going to go into my rant about how stupid the current lottery is. I'll do that. Yeah, but... It's the NHL's system. You have to stand behind your system. Just do it. And if the New York Rangers win the draft lottery and then win the Stanley Cup, good on them. That's an incredible story. You were like 22nd overall in the league. You get Alexi Lafreniere and then you took out the 21 teams above you. From a fairness standpoint, garbage. Hate it. But from an entertainment story, whatever, sure. Sure. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I've always been team chaos. I don't care. Because if the... From us. Now, we have to put this into context, right? We're Red Wings fans. We only care what happens to us. So, if the New York Rangers... If we never had this pandemic pandemic, and the New York Rangers missed the playoffs and won the draft lottery, or if the New York Rangers make a 2014 playoff and win the draft lottery, there's... Functionally no difference to the Red Wings and every other team, other than the Rangers now have their name on a trophy. That's the only thing functionally different. Yeah, it's not fair, garbage, but who cares? That is what started this all. And then the NHL went, okay, can't have that. Old style draft lottery. And everybody between picks seven and 15 went, but wait. And now they're dragging on. This is literally a case of Bettman letting the inmates run the asylum.
1: Like we've done a good, I, I, I'm i going to toot our own horn. We've done a good job acknowledging when our biased opinions are coming through and we're not trying to, we're not going to mince words with that. That is what it is. But I genuinely believe that the trade-off of, you know, full 15 team lotteries same odds but only one team wins and you can only move up six spots so teams one through seven which would be not the 24 that are in contention for the playoffs teams one through seven can win first and then but everyone else the other eight can still move up six spots that is not a bad trade-off because you still get that and you get to compete for the Stanley Cup so to to lose the the system that we ended this end of the season with to go to the old rules, but still give teams that and then an expanded shot at the playoffs. I'm sorry. That is not such an insanely like dramatic, like, oh, woe is me drop-off, where uh, teams are justified or the league is justified in listening to those teams that are complaining, rightly complaining, as is the responsibility to their organizations. But the league should be saying, yeah, I hear you, but this outweighs that. And somewhat everyone is making sacrifices in this. The Red Wings have a brand-new freaking arena that has been empty for years because they suck, because they can't get good players, because this lottery blows. So we're fine to give them a benefit one time, maybe, right? We're flipping a coin. It's a maybe. And uh, leading into this 2014 playoff conversation, which... I have less of a horse in this race, so I won't be screaming at you. So I'm sorry if you're annoyed with how much I'm yelling this episode. Um, the league under no circumstance can cons- like c- consciously put forward the proposal that 24 teams make the playoffs and any single one of those 24 teams can walk out of this draft with Alexi Lafreniere. None of those 24 teams should be allowed to win first overall. Plain and simple. End of story. That is it functionally i agree with that because when
2: i was making my argument i was just going by the current draft lottery is the nhl system and it affects the red wings in no way if they if a team that makes the playoffs wins the draft lottery and the cup um but i I agree with you for the most part on that um but the i'm I'm losing my thought here because i'm just getting angry so Here's the thing, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago, and, and and this is probably the crux of it because I could actually see there a, an argument going on behind closed doors right now. I asked you guys two episodes ago, if we were the Canadians or the Hawks, understanding what normal draft lottery odds are, do we want to be in a 2014 playoff or do we want a shot at Alexi Lafreniere? We all agreed we want a shot at Lafreniere. So these teams could be saying that, and that's why they're upset because they know Chicago's not winning the cup. Let's just, we know they're not. That would be the craziest run in the history of hockey if they did that, and it was just one year ago St. Louis went from worst to first. If the NHL wants to make money, they need teams like the Rangers, Chicago, and Montreal in the playoffs. It helps them. So they the NHL is probably pushing for this more than those teams are, because it's going to be empty arenas. This is, yeah, they make some money, but it's not going to be hand over fist. And more teams in the playoffs means more players away from their families, more risk uh, of exposure, etc. So unless you're a true contender, you probably don't like this either. So I don't think the push for the 2014 playoff is coming from the teams. So the teams could be pushing back. No, we need help. We need Stutz, Lafreniere, or Byfield. Don't put us in this playoffs. And the NHL is like, no, we need your money. So if I was a team in that 20 to 24 window, yeah. I have, I have gripes. You're not taking my draft lottery odds away. If you want to put me in the playoffs, great. We'll play them fine. Like even against probably most of our playoffs players protest, we will do it, but you are not taking our odds away because that's more important to us. That is my guess for the biggest crux of this, because functionally, these teams aren't stupid. They know where their best odds of success lie. And it isn't in these playoffs.
1: Yeah, and that's a fair point, and that's like a like very level-headed point that we have to consider as well. I'm sure again those teams would love to have the cake and eat it too, and it's looking like that might be the situation. But yeah, and that's probably what they're bringing up. They're like, yeah, sure, Gary, you're giving us a shot here, but we're going to get bounced in this like round robin beforehand. So what's really the point? Why are we losing a five percent odd at at Alexi Lafreniere?
2: Yeah, and that's that's going to be the sticking point again. I if we want it, we probably should talk about a 2014 playoff because that from conception is stupid to me. I hate the idea of a 2014 playoff. Montreal lost 4 games to the Detroit Red Wings and were 10 or so points out of a playoff spot. They do not deserve to compete for the Stanley Cup. Neither Should do they be Hubs relegated stuff. to the AHL for that, right? So, but again, as I've talked about, in that extra group of teams, there are a lot of very valuable franchises that will make a lot of money for the league, so from dollars and cents standpoint, I get it. I agree with it. If you need to make money, this is what you have to do. So uh, I don't, uh, there's not going to be a good answer here. I think we're going to be probably pissed off no matter what happens, because we thought we were guaranteed a top two pick for about a week there. So everything else is going to seem like crap. And yeah, it's probably going to be unfair. It's probably going to be bullshit. It's a pandemic. I've, it's 2020. The worst case scenario is the reality. But. I mean, look at Canada today. It was cold, windy. I'm in shorts. They flew the Canadian snowbirds uh, over BC to provide support and hope for the world. And one of them crashed into a neighborhood. It is 2020. Everything sucks. Everything is worst case scenario. Somehow the Red Wings are going to pick sixth.
1: I actually like believe that now a sick part of me believes that there's no way there's it's going to happen. Like there's no legislative path forward in the rule book that says the Red Wings can possibly pick sixth. And I truly believe that it's a possibility. I don't think, it, I think it's a non-zero chance the Red Wings pick below fourth because honestly, we'd be silly to not expect that at this point. It's it, a it, pandemic. Who it. could have predicted that? They'll probably do something
2: like uh, every team that isn't in the 2014 playoff. Uh, it's one team wins first or, or it's like, Every one of those spots is a lottery and like the Red Wings get like a 60% chance and then everybody else's odds are divvied up. But then every team, other team gets picked before the Red Wings somehow and we pick sixth. That's my prediction. It's a full lottery Uh for every spot for the remaining seven teams and the Red Wings will
1: get sixth. Oh no, I hate you for suggesting that. I didn't need that. I didn't. I can't can't take credit
2: for it. I think someone tweeted something similar
1: at me earlier today. (laughs) All right, let's talk about something less depressing because it doesn't affect us as much. The 2014 playoff gaining steam seems like the preferred path moving forward. Nothing is set in stone, and I do not believe anyone when they say a decision will be made X week because we've heard that three weeks running now. Uh, But still, seems like the 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 topic du jour. So. What do we think about this? uh, the league solution to um, figuring out who qualifies when not everyone had an equal amount of games played in an unfinished 82-game season?
2: Well, as I just said, if we ignore the monetary benefit of this, which is the real reason they're doing this, no matter what else they want to champion, because it sounds like they're not playing out the rest of the regular season, which is why they're doing an expanded playoff, because teams who are... Don't who were almost in the playoffs and lost their chance to play in. 24 is too many, but whatever. I, I think this is dumb. I don't like this. 24 teams is too many. A 20-team playoff could make sense because I could easily see uh, the teams that are in ninth and 10th place in each respective conference make a run in 10 games and make the playoffs. That's fully possible. That's plausible. Teams that are in 11th, 12th place this time of year, or in the season, don't make the playoffs. It doesn't happen. So why are we rewarding them? It should be a 20-team playoff with a round-robin play-in, and then, you know, you I, what is it? The bottom, we'd say, four teams uh, in each conference that qualify of the top 20 play some round-robin to get two spots in the playoffs. Sure.
1: Bottom, bottom, eight, teams, bottom eight teams battled it out for the last four spots to make a full 16-team playoff.
2: Yep. And I'd be perfectly fine with that because that would make a lot of sense to me. 24 teams is too many. I mean, we have a team that got swept by the 2019-20 Detroit Red Wings that could make the playoffs now. That's that's everything you need to know about why this system isn't good.
1: My hot take is that I actually don't care about the 2014 playoff because it it fits well into the uh, threshold of coronavirus has has ruined everything so we have to do something wacky and i always advocate for chaos when it's appropriate and i think now is an appropriate time so why not we'd who get cares ca- we get chaos are get... 20 teams yeah but let those low bottom foot give some excitement of um buffalo winning around buffalo you know? still
2: doesn't make it they they they, oh, they were that stop. bad
1: <laughs> they literally i think someone i saw something on
2: twitter today that Uh, Right before everything shut down, Buffalo had a Western road trip that they lost all three games on. And if they had even won one game, they would have leapfrogged Montreal in points percentage. (laughs)
1: That is some Buffalo ass shit right there. (laughs) Like Minnesota. But then again. Vancouver, Yeah. Like it would do wonders for those teams who would have been outside of a playoff spot. I thought Vancouver was in a playoff spot. Vancouver was in a playoff spot. You're absolutely right. I forgot the weird situation the West was in. But both New York teams, like, why not? Like, who cares at all? It's bullshit anyways.
2: Oh, if if this happens, I, I'm rooting for a, a basement feeder. I want this to blow up in the NHL's face. I because I'm I like fairness, but I'm also when chaos happens, enjoy it. 24 teams will be entertaining I will not argue that So I don't know what place are the Rangers in 22nd? Screw it Let's go Rangers, do it Go all the way, take out Tampa in the conference finals and then wipe Colorado in the finals, I don't care
1: The Rangers are in 16th actually Not as bad as I thought Any team from from
0: 17 to 24 Other than Chicago, I'm all in And Montreal I can't do it Yes, me and the French don't get along That's why I don't even reference them (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh man you guys hear about uh colorado thinking of using their nordiques throwbacks
0: yes i can already hear the class action lawsuit from the the quebecois there's only
1: there's only two acceptable teams they
2: can wear those jerseys against though montreal correct and
1: philadelphia no (laughs) who carolina Against Nordiques versus Whalers. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my
2: God. Yes.
1: We need that in our lives. 2020 has given us the right to see that matchup. You know what 2020 has given us? Pick a team, and I'm not going to name any specific franchise to not piss off a fan base because losing your team sucks, of course. Um pick a team relocate to quebec city and just bring the nordiques back <laughs> it'd be like printing money canadian money mind you which is worthless essentially monopoly money yeah but it's like printing money you will make money hand over fist just put a team back in quebec please please nobody likes
2: the panthers move them and you, you wouldn't even have to change divisions
1: no nope. do it it's just actually it. you stay in more or less i think the same time zone they do stay in the same time zone. They stay
2: in the same division, and then they get to play Montreal five times a year. Do it!
1: <laughs> oh, the oh, that would make me so happy. I that's what drives me nuts when people are like let's put a team in Markham. Let's let's get a second Toronto team. No, what did there's a rabid fan base in a province that has one team. Put them there. The Houston Texans are, are popular in, in Texas, where the Dallas Cowboys are.
2: Put a freaking team in Quebec City. The only problem is though, you've seen how Quebec's handling this pandemic. There
1: might not be a Quebec come next season. Look, I don't think there's gonna be an anything come ever at this point. So let's just enjoy <laughs> the ride while we're going down. <laughs> when I say I've lost it, Brad, I mean it. Like I've just Oh God. Last episode when we had that audio glitch with that with uh Evan's voice trailing behind, you should have seen me like neurotically, like I was learning like audio editing i downloaded like six different programs i'm like you just modulate this you feed this in, you calculate 6.125 seconds if i get a sample of evan's voice mel looked at me just like mel just walks in he's like it puts the lotion in the basket (laughs) short of that just barely yeah the the 2014 proposal like I'm not up in arms about that. For me, what the way I see that is, I can't reasonably advocate for an adjusted June draft and not for a proposal that tries to appease people and find some kind of solution. It's not perfect. You're right that it's not perfect. And I don't think it's going to be perfect. Should we be rewarding those teams that did nothing good to make the playoffs this season? No, of course. But if it if it means we're rewarding 2 to 5% of teams that didn't deserve to be there, But the other, you know, 80 or 95% of teams that might not have had a chance and could have reasonably made a push in these last dozen games. And if we give them a shot, I like that. And at the very least, it creates entertainment and the volume of games that they'll be able to put forward. Health and safety aside, I have no freaking idea how they're going to manage this. If they're able to put that volume of games forward, that's good for the game and it's good for the league, in my mind.
2: If we're going to reward bad teams, they should reward... All the bad teams appropriately. (laughs) The worst teams get the most benefits. If Montreal gets a playoff spot, the Red Wings get a French-Canadian superstar. Just Them's the the rules. Them's the rules. Or worst case scenario, we get a big, strong kid from Ontario to play
1: first line center for us. No one's even begging, like no one's even demanding the first overall pick. We just want the fair odds at it, you know? We just want fair odds at it for the Red Wings based on how bad they were. Yeah,
2: because in a normal lottery, 18.5% for the worst team is insanely stupid. If you want to put all 31 teams in the NHL in the draft lottery, but up the worst team's odds to like 40, sure. But this is stupid. So, yeah, whatever. I don't care. I don't feel... we went over this before. You could just do reverse draft order. Like draft reverse standings order for the draft order and I won't even feel a little bad you can say it was a conspiracy to help the Red Wings hell I'll go along with it because I don't care I don't feel bad every the NFL just does reverse standings the MLB just does reverse standings almost every junior league just does reverse standings why doesn't the NHL because they're trying to prevent tanking guess what this team won 17 games it isn't working (laughs)
1: yeah i agree that tanking is an issue like conceptually but no version of the lottery they put forward has solved it so this less fair version isn't a solution it's just worse no tanking isn't
2: an issue i will argue with the way the nhl is structured with a salary cap with contract term limits dollar limits no tanking is Is a necessity. How many, it's being proven time and time again when you reach the end of your contention window, you're screwed unless you tank. The Red Wings are as bad as they are because they took way too goddamn long to realize it. Yeah, the 25 year streak is good, but they should have started this two years before that. This is a necessity. And if you reward the teams that tank, Even though it seems like not a good idea in theory, they will get better faster and tank for less time. And then we see a quicker cycle of contention in the NHL. If you continually hold teams down that suck, all you're doing is going to deepen their tanks and make it repeated and over. Could you imagine if the Montreal Canadiens were one of the worst teams in the league? and didn't ever win the draft lottery for five years, how much money you're losing by taking a market like that out of any interest in any relevancy in the NHL. That's what's happening to a ton of teams. The only reason it isn't a bigger talking point right now is because it hasn't happened to a major market yet. Because the Leafs won the draft lottery. They got Matthews. Montreal has even got picked in the top three over this window. The Rangers have won the draft lottery. The teams that matter? And again, I love Detroit and we're a, a significant team, but in terms of dollars to the NHL, they're not one of the
1: truly significant markets. Top uh, top 10 arguably? I'd fight yeah, I fight you on that, but I understand what you're saying. They're not yeah. the contemporary. They're not the Chicago, Pittsburgh, Toronto, Montreal they're the, Rangers. Yeah. They're not they're not those teams. And it hasn't
2: happened to one of those teams yet. But as soon as it does, i promise you this
1: system will die okay i see what you say by by i see your point would in that tanking is a necessity it's a necessity in the current system if the system was say i don't know a merit-based one where even bad teams had a different kind of uh system to play under after they were mathematically eliminated from eliminated from the playoffs oh i don't know the gold plan then taking is not a necessity, and you increase productivity, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I digress. We've done this before. It's an argument for another day. Should we just talk about the draft? Yeah. Well,
2: I, I talking about the draft just saddens me now because I don't, I don't know anything.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about draft prospects. Today's NHL draft prospect profile is maverick bork there we go uh centerman who's a pretty intriguing prospect out of the QMJHL. Um, a lot of people ask us about maverick bork all the time i had the very fair question of brad before this episode which was didn't we cover maverick bork someone asked uh i i I know why you asked that
2: because i remember someone asked us a question in overtime where i had a pretty detailed answer on
1: maverick bork hmm. that's probably Uh, why it felt like we
2: did a profile on him before
1: before we do that can we get a proof of life from evan
0: no. I'm dying <laughs> over here. I'm going right to bed as soon as we're done. I'm going to bed right now. It is It is I'm appealing. done.
1: <laughs> All right, Brad, kick us off on Maverick Bork.
0: Okay,
2: so Maverick Bork um going to sound like a broken record, small, undersized, high-scoring forward out of the Quebec League. Um this guy played on a plays on a very uh, I don't know what the word is here. We'll call it underwhelming team in Schoenigan, whereas the 17-year-old, he led his team in scoring by a lot, by a very healthy margin. So you couple that with the fact that he's only 5'10", 170-ish, uh, that tells you a lot, about, a lot about what you need to know about this guy. He can produce offense essentially on his own. I don't love his shot, but it did improve this year. I love the pace he plays with. I love the creativity of his game, and I love his skill. I think there's a a less than 1% chance he slides to Detroit at 32 because he is projected anywhere from 15 to 30 in most uh, rankings. Every time I watch him, I think I had him high 20s on my, my last ranking, Every time I watch him I'm going to have a hard time keeping this guy uh, above 20. He just impresses me more and more especially as you watch the nuances of his game. His vision is unreal, but that doesn't come uh, at the expense of uh scoring. He he can fill the net even with his uh I'll call it, I'm not going to say bad shot cuz it's accurate and he's got a quick release. It's just not crazy powerful. But yeah, and he 29 goals in how many games this year? 49 So that's not an issue for him. 71 points total. The guy can do it all from an offensive standpoint, and his motor is crazy. He doesn't slow down.
1: Yeah, Maverick Bork to me is... um, I've seen a lot of intrigue about him. Um, I probably lean more towards the late first ranking for him um not necessarily that that's where he should go i think a team that takes a risk on him a little bit higher than that might make way like a bandit but it it depends on a few things um you're right in in his offensive ability i I think he has this ability to use a skill set to create space uh when he has the puck he kind of controls the ice in front of him and he's really really uh shifty with the puck he he's um he's excellent with like his stick handling, but also just kind of like the little head fakes and the little jukes. He doesn't, it's not just all like magic stick work and he gets the puck stripped from him. Like you see with some players who who can do all the tricks, but none of the show. Um, he's able to to fool defenders into creating the space for him. And that's why when Brad says, you know, he can create offense on his own, a lot of that is born from those abilities. And that's that, that that's offensive hockey IQ right there. Like he he sees the game pretty well ahead and um, how to apply his offensive ability is important, which is why he gets away with being, you know, undersized and maybe not the strongest player on the ice. And frankly, he's not a phenomenal skater. Um, like you see some other guys who are like 5'9", 5'10". But... If he's able to use those skills to still produce at the rate he does, it means he's figured a lot of things out. And, and that's why I'm not terribly concerned with his his drawbacks. He's listed as a centerman. He fits in the category of, I'm not sure if he'll play center in the NHL for me. Um, That said, he'd be a pretty good get for a team who's looking for a, you know, best case scenario, second line center in the future. Um, If this is a guy that's in the second round, oh yeah, absolutely. I want Detroit to look at him. Maverick Bork would be a great get in the second round. I think even at 32, like, of course. Um, I wouldn't predict that he falls there just because of his position and his production. Um, But again, like he's really creative offensively he's not the perfect player nothing truly elite about him but you can't expect every single player in a draft class to have an elite skill set otherwise you know the top 10 would be a lot more crowded um but yeah you, you're looking at a guy who can potentially run your second line and be a great power play performer as well so that that's what's intriguing to me about maverick board
0: yeah he's definitely gonna go somewhere near the top 20 i, I would think He's a point producing on a bad team centerman uh, who who kind of can play every end of the ice, it looks like. I was just watching some videos because my brain can't read right now. Um, so I would imagine he's in the 15 to 22 range. If he slides, that'll be absolutely bizarre. But stranger things have happened. There's one guy, one centerman who's done it before and it's Joe Valeno, so... Um, anything's possible, but he looks like he'll be a a mid first round pick.
1: Yeah. It's especially if you consider positional scarcity, like teams are going to value centerman a lot more. Um, he's going to be a pretty intriguing pick and a lot of, of teams are paying attention to him and he's, um, he's had a lot of attention lately as well. So that's kind of where, where I fall Maverick Pork. Uh, anything else we want to cover? Sorry. I was going to say, your,
2: your classic guy who uh, starts the with question marks but climbs the ladder as the season goes on, as more and more people watch him and realize that, oh, this guy is actually good.
1: Yeah. Uh, anything else before we head into overtime here? Start to take questions a little bit earlier than usual. I got nothing. Yeah, it's essentially all just... You know, waiting for news that's promised but never comes, and you know, the sick, uh, a sick reality might be that by next episode on on Wednesday or Thursday we have news on the playoffs but not the draft.
2: Oh, I it'll definitely happen. We're not getting news on the draft until I'm pretty sure July at this point.
1: Uh, kill me. Okay, we're going to head over to overtime starting with uh, Patreon. Uh, We're going to start out with uh, them because they are the people that make this show happen, especially during uh, hashtag these trying times. So um, thank you all who continue to support us. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you. Um, you mean the world to us and we love you more than Evan loves. Whatever it is that Evan loves, we're not quite sure yet. Uh, Joseph D'Elia says, oh. sup my dudes sixth. Somehow we're picking sixth. Either they change the lottery and slaps our thick, sweet bippy or Stevie trades back. Lafrenier, Byfield, Stutzla, Raymond, and Rossi are gone. Who are you taking? Also with the 2014 playoff, who do you want and don't want to win the cup the most this year? Thanks.
2: Okay, so by, so we're picking six. Byfield, Lafrenier, Stutzla, Raymond, and Rossi are gone? Yeah. I mean... Uh, oh my god. Okay, so... If I'm going just straight up by my rankings, who I think the sixth best player is, it would be Jamie Drysdale. Yeah. I would be lying, though, if I said I wouldn't be taking a very long, hard look at Alex Holtz
1: there. That's exactly my answer. Like, Yeah, taking another top-end right-handed defenseman is you're filling a hole that's not necessarily a hole for your team anymore. Um Holtz is Holtz would be my pick. Holtz is the, the guy I most believe would make sense to move up over like, you know, Perfetti or Lundell. Um yeah.
2: Like I don't the, know. the thing is the Red Wings have holes all over their roster. Right defense isn't one of them. No.
1: A one right of
2: the only like not biggest holes. A right-handed sniper who can play the left half wall on your power play is amongst their biggest needs. Yeah. Because uh, you can't you can't have Filip Ronic do literally everything for you, so that would be a, a,
1: a nice little addition to Anthony Mantha on the first power play unit. Uh, who would we root for in a 2014 playoff? Anyone besides Boston, Toronto, Chicago, Montreal?
2: I mean we've we've talked about uh, who our uh, favorite teams are. I always tend to pull for Winnipeg and Vegas in the West, so I don't think anything would change that. Honestly. I, I have a real love for Lundqvist. So I would be hard on the Rangers bandwagon in the East. Just because like Mika Zabenejad and Artemi Panarin probably should both get heart votes this year. And not many people are talking about that. Mm-hmm. Then Hanks never got his cup. And they're just a fun team to watch who who did a rebuild almost perfectly with some draft lottery luck. I I would I would pay to see a Vegas Rangers final. That'd be so fun.
1: Um, Haroon Khan says, uh, Hey guys, what are your thoughts on Jan Bednar or Tynan? I forgot his last or his first name. Tynan? T-Y-N-A-N. Like Tucker Tynan? The goalie? I'm not sure. Are we talking That's about like- the draft here? I'm not uh, sure. Sh- TJ Tynan? Isn't he like old? He's with Colorado. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because uh, well, I'm not sure if it's Tucker Tynan
2: that he's talking about. I'm not sure he's ever going to play hockey again after almost dying. Uh Tucker Tynan. Yeah. Is he even going to play hockey again? Like, I don't know. He literally almost died on the ice in the OHL this year when, uh what was, I forget what the artery in your thigh is called, was severed. Uh
1: The... It's escaping me right now. Fem- femoral artery? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Jan Bednar, the goalie. Uh, I've barely had any
2: viewings. I have almost no opinion on him. I have, I'll be honest. Outside of Askarov and Nico Dawes, I have not even started my deep
1: dives on goalies yet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jake Nagy says since everything in life seems hypothetical right now here's two hypothetical questions for you if you could be guaranteed second overall in this year's draft but lose the chance of getting number one or falling to three to four is there any part of you that considers that
2: Uh, no I give me every chance at first overall there's a bigger gap between one and two than there is between two and four in my mind.
1: Also, if you can clone Stevie and put his clone in a time machine to have him as a player in his prime for the next six years, but you also have to keep Blasho as a coach for those six seasons, would you do it? Yes. God, yes. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Stevie is the coach now. (laughs) Uh, Cameron Brown says, I think all this talk of a 2014 playoff is ridiculous. I think the odds of certain teams to win the cup from zero... uh, to win the cup up from zero to 0.0001%. And notice how there are big market teams that are major beneficiaries of this new system. This is the league trying to prop up the teams that will make the money. How convenient. The NHL is hashtag rigging the Stanley Cup. This message has been brought to you by heavy sarcasm. And yes, it sounds like an argument against a certain odds based system for a reason. Detroit versus everybody. I love that. Uh, Yakaruta says, "How hard is it for the NHL to come up with a plan for the draft lottery that makes the Red Wings pick sixth overall? Surely it cannot be that hard, because let's face it, that is where the Red Wings are picking. Lafreniere is going to Pittsburgh or Chicago. Anyways, are you playing any games besides Animal Crossing? I've been playing Oblivion, uh, Moral Wind, uh, Dark Souls, and The Witcher. Did you series just call it? it?" He says, "Moral Wind." He said he wrote Moral Wind. That's literally what he typed. Moral Wind. What is it?
0: Uh, that that deeply What's it called me. I guess some people call it more like moral wind, but most people, I think, call it moral wind. Oh my god, you f- nerd, bro! I don't care.
1: <laughs> what is it? What, what uh, series Scrolls. is that? That's Elder Scrolls. That's not the new like. It's, it's the like the actual full fledged game. Oh, uh, oh, so that was before Skyrim. Yes um playing zelda breath of the wild i'm picking up nhl 20 here and there i've just been too easy to do my creative player and then uh occasionally i get drunk with my buddies and play rocket league uh matt whip says hey boys do you think stevie could actually get another first round pick with our cap space if he could would it be worth the wait so we can weaponize the cap just curious
2: uh depends what the draft lottery is because if we can get a guarantee a top two pick i don't care if we get any extra picks if not, yeah, I think he could leverage it if it's a, say,
1: October-November draft with the salary cap flatlining. Uh, Hassam al kassem says, it can't help but think that with all the downtime, the NHL and NHLPA should have had CBA talks. Fair point, but they have a mountain to climb right now that has nothing to do with that. So we're almost fortunate that they decided to, uh, f- like to pick up the option on the rest of the um, CBA and not call a lockout earlier because otherwise this would be a terrible time to negotiate. They wouldn't have the time to do it. They have to get the players back on the ice. Now. Uh, D Larks says, Hey guys, just curious what you guys think about uh, w- what will happen with Kruglitz off season. Do you really think he would consider coming to Detroit in the current state we're in Yeah, for enough dollars? I think so. Yeah. Which again, I've been on record. I don't,
2: think that's the wisest thing for detroit to do for what he's likely going to cost given the state of their rebuild um and if i'm krug it'd be nice to come home to to michigan but i mean he's got a good thing going in boston don't mess with happy like you might have to take a bit of a haircut on the pay but i would boston will do what they have to do to try and keep you around if not there's other teams in much better positions that will throw just as much money at him as detroit would
1: Stay Inside Cheesebags of Fournier Company says, hey there, fellas. I think the hold in announcing the plan for the draft and remainder of the season is Bettman and Co. are trying to give teams time to negotiate their remaining local TV deals. But the longer they wait wait to finalize their plans and make the announcement, the more it hurts the league. If I remember correctly, didn't you guys used to ask all your podcast guests if a hot dog was a sandwich? Uh, Evan used to do that. (laughs) so i started bojack horseman that was an excellent decision the show is incredible the wacky height in the world it takes place and allows them to dive into some super serious material but i'll do 30 rock right after all's good for hall of fame stay inside cheese bags (laughs) this next one is from the ryan hannah prick show Uh Says, hey dummies, when is the rebranding happening with the suggested new podcast title? Can't help but think Rob would appreciate not being the target for a while, which really makes you think who is running the burner accounts at Slander, Brian, and Kevin. That's right, Rob Cop Show <laughs> is behind it all, and that's why he's always tired. Search your feelings; you know it to be true. Time uh, for a bold f- of you assume I have that much free time. <laughs> time for a fun game of when uh, of which one would you rather do? You have to pick one: eat a mouthful of bees or stick a fork in an electrical socket. Give me the electrical <laughs> okay. socket. Give me the
2: fork. Okay, this is gonna sound uh, bad, but uh, when I was little, I actually
0: Brad <laughs> did both at the same time.
2: Which one, Brad? <laughs> the ele- the fork in the electrical socket. So there's actually a hilariously kind of sad story behind it. So back in the day, my uh, my grandpa was the platoon chief of the Kitchener Fire Department, and when I think I was two at uh, two or three at the time. Um, I actually still have the scars cause did you know electricity has to exit your body at some point? Um, when this happened, I was at my grandparents house with my grandma when my grandpa was on duty, he got called to his own house.
1: That's hysterical.
2: Yeah. The poor guy he said he was like, he heard the address and he's like, what? And I guess they, uh, he thought there was a mistake at first because he didn't know I was going over that day. Um, So when he said, that's my address, but then it had to do with a child, he's like, are we, he asked them to double check the address and then it dawned on him that, oh crap, it was me.
0: Classic Brad.
1: Yep. Um, Jump into a frozen lake in December or let someone break your finger with a hammer. Frozen lake. Yeah.
0: Give me the frozen frozen lake.
1: lake. Oh, this next one. Put chili sauce in your eye or paper cut the webbing and
0: everything. Uh, Chili sauce. the eye. Yep,
1: hundred yeah. percent the chili sauce. Jersey time, worst current division or worst current jersey in every division. Go, stay prick, Ryan bags. Uh,
2: let's get the easy ones out of the way. Atlantic, Ottawa, Ottawa, hundred um, percent. By on,
1: Metro, New Jersey. Um, I go. Florida's isn't content. Or sorry, no, I'm thinking of Atlantic still. Uh, Metro. I don't know columbus
2: i like i'm a sucker for red white and blue though i always have a hard time going against it new jersey i think new Jersey's is too classic no but they changed it it's modern and dumb they haven't had those jerseys for like two years Uh. they're yeah i look at looking at the oh no uh washington maybe the I like yeah, all their throwbacks, but their actual regular jerseys suck. Yeah, I don't like their actual regular Yeah, jerseys. no, I'm changing my answer, Washington.
1: Central. Uh, quick scan.
2: Uh, this one's actually pretty easy to me. It's Dallas. I, th-
1: I like that they're doing something different with their green. Love the color scheme. Don't like the jersey or the logo. I think the italicized logo is funny. Um, I put Dallas and Nashville in the same tier, but I'm happy to choose either. It's it's a it's a the Central's a strong Jersey division. It is
2: like I like Chicago, Minnesota. I like Nashville. I like Winnipeg, Colorado, St. Louis. All good.
1: The Pacific, the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, yes, story.
2: Not even up for debate
1: uh all right time for some reddit comments holy moly what a goalies has literally been listening since episode one i remember the, there being a post on the subreddit asking if anyone wanted to start a podcast and i was interested but i lived in wisconsin so i knew i couldn't because you all lived in canada only episode i didn't listen to was the episode after we were knocked out of the playoffs last time by the oh, way was anyways that? question for each 10 of, years ago <laughs> question for each of you starting with evan then brad then ryan most memorable episode for good or bad
0: most memorable Ooh. episode
1: Real question, does Evan remember any episodes? Uh
0: probably the Ron Ron McClain one, because that sort of started to legitimize us. I don't know if you guys um, know before okay. that. I apologize if you did, but <laughs> I didn't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, as as easy as it would be to pick like the McLean, the Lidstrom, or the McCarty episodes, mine I think will forever be. Uh the first time I announced on the podcast that uh I was having a baby and it took Ryan 10 seconds to figure out what the that, hell I was saying when I threw baby clothes that at him. He was
0: amazing, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, and the best part best is moment.
2: too, like we barely ever filmed episodes for YouTube at that point and I made it a point we had
1: to film that episode and he still didn't clue in. Yeah, not my <laughs> best day. Um, it would have to be the the McCarty or the Lidstrom episode for me. I mean, it was McCarty and Lidstrom i mean nick
2: nick lidstrom when i when i made nick lidstrom laugh that's like my <laughs> personal high in life not just the podcast I, I made a joke that nick lidstrom laughed at and i rode that high for the next seven years and i know i'm still in that window
1: uh yarvik seven says love you guys you're making the best of the no news quasi off season. if you could each add three current red wings to your golf foursome who would they be how about three from the all-time Red Wings? Lots of conversation on a golf course for all time. I'd want Franzén, Howe, and Mickey Redmond. Oh, uh,
2: all-time cop-out answer, but I don't care. It's the right answer: Lidstrom, Eiserman, Howe. I want McCarty,
1: Shanny, and I don't know. That's a tough one. Uh, Eiserman. Kerm- I think Eiserman. I like. I, I'm thinking of the Eiserman who like asked uh was it Kirby Doc you smoke pot
2: <laughs> I just yeah. I the the stories and the infra, I could pick those guys brains for days as for current red wings uh I think the the only easy answer that's coming to mind for me would be Bertuzzi uh just cuz he's pro- I feel like he's the biggest personality on this team uh beyond him I'm going to go oh this is tough I'm gonna go Larkin and Zadina.
1: Yeah, I would love Mo Cider out there. I think Oh, uh, well if he counts.
2: Yeah, he doesn't count.
1: Not a curve. Red wing, Ryan.
2: He hasn't Patrick. Played a game Ste-
1: yet. Patrick Stefan says uh, Patrick Stefan Jr. says which red wings ha- which red wing has the best style, includes hair, facial hair, and overall fashion sense. It was Mike Green. Yeah. Um
2: Hmm. Best style Jimmy. Maybe Jimmy Howard um are we talking about red wings from this past season yeah you know what i'm going with jonathan erickson
1: yeah he's always pretty well cleaned up yeah uh Soft server says if by small chance the wings play any more games this season could you see eisman calling up the young guys like cider valena rasmussen and fetch all at the same time to give them some nhl experience 100 percent.
2: the games are meaningless and the ahl season's been canceled there's no good reason not to at this point
1: yeah, we actually didn't even talk about the HL season being canceled. It's kind of to be expected. Um, but yeah, the uh, you might as well. And also it would give teams the opportunity or give experienced players and veterans the opportunities to stay home with their families, which is probably going to be a little bit more of a priority for them. So uh, time for a couple Twitter questions. Um, Al Robbins says, with the 2014 playoff, uh, the likely way we return to play, what team... Uh, that would not have been a playoff team could do some serious damage.
2: Uh, and this, so if they go by that, hold on, let me. I got to refresh my memory of the standings here. So a I team not in a playoff spot that could do some damage.
1: Vancouver is technically out of a playoff spot right now. No, they could. I thought do, we went over this. They're out of playoff spot. They're third in the wild card standings. Are they actually? Yeah, yeah not yeah, by point are. percentage, but they are.
2: Yeah, they could uh, actually. Um, I think the Rangers possibly could. I I look at the Coyotes and the Rangers. Defense wins championships, and it's the one thing the Coyotes are good at. They got a good goaltending tandem that could get real hot at the right time. The Rangers' defense is a travesty, but uh, they've got strong goaltending and an insane offense, which could be enough. Also, how long have we been waiting on Florida to be actually good? If Bobrovsky gets hot, I I legitimately think they could make a run.
1: Yeah, I think... I think it, it's a very big possibility with um, with Florida, but it, it just has to come together. Nothing quite
0: like in Arizona versus the Panthers Stanley Cup Final. After we've all been dying to get hockey back, those you don't know
1: how happy that would make me. That would make me so <laughs> happy. Loser moves to Quebec.
0: Like no, sorry. <laughs> this was Stanley actually Cup. just a, a run through. the The real playoffs are starting now. We're restarting.
1: And on that very rational note, we are going to end this weekend episode of the Windville podcast. We'll be back to you midweek with or without news. Who cares anymore? We'd like to thank all of our listeners, our name level sponsors, the septic tank of that bitch, Carol Baskins, Jake Kiefer by Felicia dead Panda society, Brad Smith, Arjun Shanker, Andrew Bohan, Scott Martin, Kayla Thompson, Jacob Turner, Matt McKay, Brandon M Matthew M rice, Luke Johnson, Ryan Lewis, Lange Clayton Van Dyken, K, Kaylin Wood, Hassam Al Charlie Elkins, Hannah Lee, Josh Rosnowski, Alex Ott, Chris Frank, Connor Leighton, Danny Jr., Matthew Keeler, Craig Kibble, Simon Anderson, Antonio Gracias, John Evans, Kay Woz, and Stan Olson. Thank you all. Pray for our sanity. Stay safe. Maybe there will be something exciting on Wednesday or Thursday or never. See ya.